Hi! Hello! Greetings, listeners! You are tuned in to 20 and 20, a new podcast from the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network. My name is Pat, I'm your host. Today on the show, I'm going to be reviewing 20 different things in 20 minutes. I'm going to spend a minute on each review, and I'm going to tell you whether that show everybody's talking about on Hulu is good or bad. I'm going to let you know if that song that's been playing on the radio gets an A plus or a C minus. And yes, I'm going to go back into the past. I'm going to let you know whether that pair of Lee pipes you rocked back in 1997 gets a, a four out of five or a uh, gets a one out of five. Okay. Yes, it's uh, Thursday, November 12th, 2020. 2.39 in the afternoon. I'm broadcasting to you from Chicago. Beautiful day outside. I just got back from a bike ride. Leaves on the ground, but the sun's out. It's cool. It's not too windy. It's perfect weather to just go out for a stroll, take your bike to the water. Whatever the fact, whatever the case, wear a mask. You know what to do. And I'm going to be talking about that in a little bit. But first, I'm going to get out my stopwatch. And I'm going to hit go. Last week, we had a big election. It was on everybody's mind. I spoke about it for a minute last week. And I'm happy to report that that scumbag Donald Trump lost. Thank Ja for that because I do not want to see that guy every single time I turn on my television. I don't want to hear him on NPR every morning when I wake up. I want him gone. He can go chill at Mar-a-Lago live out the rest of his days playing golf, getting fat, eating Big Macs or whatever it is he eats, but uh, he serves no role in my life anymore, and I want him out of here come January. Joe Biden won. No, I don't like Joe Biden that much. He's fine. He's a, he's a compromise in almost every respect, but I think it's going to be a step up not having a look at Donald Trump's fat face every single day. So uh, congratulations, Joe. Congratulations, the American people. DJT is out of here, and it feels good. It really does. I got the news that he was ousted uh, last Saturday when I was down by the lake at Millennium Park. My wife Kathy and I had a weekend stay at the Hotel Allegro, which is a pretty nice hotel in the loop. And uh, we just we had booked it on airline points, I guess, and got a babysitter. It was the first time we had been out on our own without the children since COVID started. Like for us, my wife being a doctor, that was like way back in February, March. Okay, so it was a long time coming. And we had a nice time. We didn't go anywhere. We stayed in our room most of the time. We sat around by the water down by Lake Michigan off the Chicago River. And this magnetic pull brought us toward Trump Tower when he lost. We got in on the celebrations. There are people honking their horns, waving signs. Social distancing left a little bit to be desired. So we got out of there as quick as we could, but it was a fun scene. Yeah, it was worth it. I'm glad we went. And it was a beautiful weekend, and it's been pretty beautiful. The last two weeks have been unseasonably warm. And uh, I don't know about you, but every time there's unseasonably warm or cold weather, I get this little pit in my stomach, this voice in the back of my head telling me, you know, this is symptomatic of... uh, global warming, right? And I know that's not really how scientists think. It's like we explain 
global warming with trends. You know, the average temperature has gone up, average precipitation has gone down or up or whatever, depending on where you are. But um, yeah, I just, I can't take great weather at face value anymore. And so, yes, I enjoyed it being 50, 60, even maybe 70 degrees in November. It's nice, but it stung a little bit too. So I'm, I'm glad it's back down to being 40. That's right in my wheelhouse, and I, and I hope it stays there for at least a little while. While I was at the Hotel Allegro this weekend, living it up, John Lennon and Yoko Ono style, I read a book. First time in a while, it's true. I don't read as much as I used to, and that's that's putting it mildly. I, I Once we had kids, my reading habits plummeted, and it's a sadness, and I, I'm trying to change, but I did read a novella called Ethan Frome by the uh, author Edith Wharton. It's set in New England in the early 1900s. Like They do a lot of traveling by carriage, horse and carriage. It's like a little bit pre-industry. I really wanted a book that I could read quickly. I wanted a book that came out before television was invented because I wanted to be transported to a different era of both writing style and content. And this book was awesome. I really highly recommend it. It's very bleak. But it's also beautifully written, stoic prose, really um, evocative, and it's got a great sense of place. So if you're in the, the mood to read a book in like 70 pages in a couple hours, Ethan Frome, check it out. Speaking of reading stuff, you know, every so often I get to my computer browser and I Google Jonathan Richmond interviews. And here's why. The musician Jonathan Richmond is one of the greatest interviews of all time. He does not answer anything in a straightforward way. And he's very, uh, he is suspicious of the press. And also he doesn't have a phone, a cell phone, and he doesn't have, uh, like he doesn't use the internet. So a lot of his interviews are conducted with pen and paper or by a fax machine. And so everything is kind of off kilter. And it's in these interviews that he explains his peculiar take on life doesn't like air conditioning, doesn't like music when it's too loud, likes it to be very, very hot, likes to eat olives on the road, like all sorts of idiosyncratic things that feel very human to me and are also just very entertaining to read. So if you want to just read something for a couple minutes and want a good laugh, look up some old Jonathan Richmond interviews. Shout out to Jonathan also. I sent him a postcard and he sent me one back. One of your heroes writes you? That's pretty cool. Some of my very favorite writing comes out of Stereogum, the uh, music website, music critic website. The uh, series is called The Number Ones. A writer named Tom Brayan does it. And basically every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Stereogum, he releases an essay about a song that hit number one. Uh, and he's been going all the way from the first number one song back in like 1958 all the way up to the present. So he's at like 1985 or 86 right now. He's done some Prince songs, Michael Jackson, uh, Madonna, and he's just like a really thoughtful writer, puts everything into great context and explains trends in music really well. It gives me a little boost every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday knowing that that piece is waiting there for me to read. So Tom, if you're listening, I want to thank you for all the awesome work you've done. Go to Stereogum.com and check it out, everyone. Uh, you could do that on an iPad, but you know whose iPad you're not going to visit Stereogum on? It's my daughter, Alice's. She got an iPad issued to her by CPS, Chicago Public Schools, and it 
came with this sort of flimsy case. And mind you, she's five years old, so she doesn't take care of anything. Like, she she freaking dropped it off a counter, totally by accident, and the screen shattered. It's one of those spiderweb things where the screen is in, like, a million pieces, and you can still see that it's working underneath, but you you can't use the iPad. And so I'm trying to get a replacement, and they're telling me it's going to be, like, 400 bucks to replace this iPad. Who gives five-year-olds an iPad? This is another one of the problems with remote learning. It's just, you know, I understand that it's necessary, um, and but gosh, it, it's killing us. It's, it's so hard. So yeah, uh, man, I wish iPads were a little bit more rugged, or maybe that they would have given her a better case. Whatever the case, just a source of frustration for me and my family this week. Thanks for listening to me rant about that. On to the next rant. Uh, have you noticed that the city of Chicago... Uh, after cracking down on out or uh, indoor seating at restaurants, uh, all the restaurants in the area have unveiled these complicated, basically indoor-outdoor seating arrangements, okay? So I was driving down Milwaukee Avenue in uh, basically the heart of Wicker Park today and went by Big Star, went by some of the other popular restaurants, and it looks like some trailers pulled up outside, like straight-up rooms, I don't know what the air circulation is like. I got to hope it's good. Maybe there's like purifiers up in the ceiling or something. But this does not look like a good compromise. It's cold out there. People want to be comfortable while they eat. But hold on. This is not normal times. Get takeout. Make your food at home. And government, give these restaurants a freaking bailout. Pay the employees. For God's sakes. Keep everyone healthy, okay? Onward into a very important herb, dillweed. You might get it at a restaurant. Who knows? Dillweed is one of the tightest herbs there is. First of all, it smells incredible. You open up a package of fresh fresh dillweed and you are transported to another place. I swear to you, this is one of the greatest herbs. You put it in some, uh, I, I like to put it in like a Greek yogurt or a sour cream and you mix it into a a spicy or a hearty dish like a stew or something maybe middle eastern and it totally like makes the flavor of that dish more gentle dillweed is where it's at i just wanted to give a shout out i'm not even going to spend a minute but dillweed is a, is an ancient delicious herb and i i do like a plus for dillweed uh, another a plus goes to all those organizations that send you free address labels around the holidays i'm talking like it's mostly like humane society or um, like a children's hospital or something, you get this envelope in the mail and you know, it's a little thick. This is not your standard petition for a money or for a donation. There's something else in there. You pop it open and it is a little return address sticker with a freaking. you got a penguin on there. He's wearing a Santa hat. Maybe he's got some ice skates on. You're not going to see that in the wild, but you know what? It's cute. It's fun. Now I don't have to write return addresses on all of my envelopes for like a couple months. I support it. If you're a uh, if you run a nonprofit, who does it these days? Uh, consider sending your uh, your followers or your devoted uh, patrons some return address stickers. They'll appreciate it. I swear. You know what I like to do way back in the day? I lived in a corner triple at the U of I six-pack. That was the dorms. That's what they called it. I lived with three guys in one room, and it was absolutely outstanding here. I had so much fun. And one thing we did is we watched 
serialized television. It was like the first time I ever watched TV shows from front to back. Before that, you didn't do that. You skipped around. You caught whatever was on TV at the time. But we had the DVDs. And I want to give a shout out to the shows we watched. We watched a show called Weeds. That was a Showtime show. You probably remember that one. It's really good. I have no idea when it ended. I have no idea what happened. I, I quit after two or three seasons. It was great while it lasted. Arrested Development needs no introduction, but it was fire. And finally, the Jackass, Jackass spinoff, Wild Boys. <laughs> Wild Boys. I, who's on that show? It was like Steve-O and... Uh, oh, who what? Well, anyway. Um, terrific show. It was really funny. Oh, man. I'm just transported back to when I was watching with my two friends. Mark and Alex, great times. Shout out to them if they're listening. Uh, back then, you know, I might have been wearing a t-shirt that I still wear today. I was thinking about V-neck t-shirts recently. Remember when American Apparel took off and hipsters were in V-neck t-shirts? I do. I want it in. And I was also kind of uh, broke, uh, but also unwilling to spend like the 30 bucks or whatever on the V-neck from American Apparel. So I bought some old Navy uh, V-necks instead. I know. I know, it's just junk, right? Made in China crap, but here's the thing. I bought those like 12 years ago, and one of them is still in the rotation. And I'm not talking like occasionally I'll paint a room in it. I'm talking three, four times a month. I am rocking that thing for stretches at a time to sleep. It's comfortable. It's been really durable. No, I'm not going to wear it to, uh, you know, to go grocery shopping. I don't wear it except uh, at nighttime for bed. But it's one of my favorite shirts. And uh, Old Navy, wouldn't shop there anymore, but they did a good job with that. Shout out to them. Sometimes when I'm doing laundry and I got that Old Navy shirt, uh, where am I going to put this damn thing? It's dry. Okay, you got the hamper, you got the bin. No, no, no. Here's what I use. I use that big blue Ikea bag. You know the one. It's the one you could buy for like, what is it, a dollar? Maybe a quarter? It's cheap. You buy it at the end. You get it. They got like a whole pallet of them stacked up. You grab one. Do it next time. Don't leave the store without an extra bag. You can put your laundry in there. What I like to do is at the end of the day, I'll throw all the toys that I find upstairs. All of them. There'd be like 50 toys. I'll put them in the bag and I'll bring them all downstairs. Okay. It just the IKEA bag is the is the uh, the pinch hitter of the uh, of the baseball team. It's the little. It's the extra thing that keeps your family going. It's blue. It's beautiful. It's made of some crinkly-ass material. It's very noisy. You can't take it out of the closet without waking someone up. But it is uh, It's a good bag, okay? <laughs> Man, <laughs> some pretty deep content here on the uh, 20 and 20, episode 5. Uh, Supreme got sold this week. I don't know if you heard. Supreme, famous, uh, arguably the most famous, I would say inarguably the most famous streetwear company in the world, got sold to VN. Uh, VF Corporation, that's Vans, North Face, uh, Timberland, East Pack. They got sold to that company for $2.1 billion. Holy smokes, that's a lot of money. Uh, what is it about Supreme that makes the kids go crazy? I don't know. I, I've i been a follower of theirs for many years. Um, I'd like to think that I even got in on the ground floor. Uh, I mean, back yeah, 15 years ago, let's say. And... Um, they, they really haven't lost it. They have a certain pull on uh, on youth culture and a certain uh, they cast a big shadow over the whole world of clothing. I hope they do well. I, I don't like to see big companies like get bigger, but 
if you're going to be run by anyone, that's probably a good one. I understand the design team is going to be intact. So, um, you know, congratulations, Supreme. <laughs> congratulations, North Face. Way to go. Yeah, you know, you formed like Voltron, and hopefully we get some pretty sweet garments out of it. I uh, I did leave a major corporation a couple weeks ago. I left Chase Bank. I'm going to tell you why I left Chase Bank. I used to do all my banking with Chase. And back when I lived in Alaska, it didn't make any sense. There were no Chase ATMs in town. But you could deposit checks with the app. You could move money around fairly easily. So I liked it okay. And I got back to Chicago and I got off. Well, here's why. Uh, I'm with a credit union now. Their deal is a little bit better. Their personal touch when you go into the bank is is about the same, maybe a little better. Um, app is trash, but uh, Chase was charging me about six bucks every single month because I stopped direct depositing with them. I felt that was so cheap of them. They're this enormous bank worth billions of dollars. I've kept thousands of dollars, like hundreds of thousands of that big money I make have have gone through Chase. And they are charging me six bucks. Oh, it bugged me to no end. It really bugged my wife. So she kept saying, you got to get rid of them. So I kicked them to the curb. Adios, Chase. Uh, not a bad bank as far as enormous, monstrous banks go. But uh, I had to say, uh, I had to break up with you. Okay? It's not me. It's you. We. Uh, I will never break up with Depeche Mode. Give me a break. Depeche Mode is a band that I have slowly come to over the years. Uh, starting with Violator. I wrote about them uh, at length this week, so if you read the newsletter, you know what I mean. Um, Depeche Mode is a new wave band from uh, Essex, England. My friend Jack told me about Essex, and he's from England, so he should know. And uh, Depeche Mode makes new wave music. They were very, very big in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, Still enormous. They would play the United Center if they came through town. But I've been listening to their full catalog on repeat. All week. A lot of records that I haven't heard before, especially the newer ones. And no, they're not as good as the classic material, but they don't suck. They, uh, they're pretty, like, pretty good material. Like, it's Depeche Mode. They still know how to write music. And they especially know they, they're such a vibey band. They haven't lost that. When you turn on Depeche Mode, you know it. It colors the entire world around you. And it's a good feeling. So, if you're looking for something new to listen to, or if you're looking to return to an old favorite, uh, smash that play button on Depeche Mode. Uh, I've been in denial about this for pretty much my entire adult life, but especially since I met Kathy 10 years ago. She keeps saying, Pat, you have allergies. How do you know I have allergies? I don't have allergies. Give me, give me a break. No allergies. But then I'm coughing, sneezing like a fool, and I'm still denying. Okay, so maybe I got to come to grips with the fact that I have allergies. Okay, so I'm taking Allegra, whatever, Claritin. Um, but here's a little life hack for you. And, and many of the homeowners are going to say, yeah, obviously, Pat, duh. But replace the furnace filter in your house. Get down in the basement. Open that door you ever open. Go look inside. It's going to be dusty as hell. You're going to see some spiders, maybe one of those creepy crawly centipedes. Get that furnace out of the furnace. It's going to be covered in gross dust. Put in a new one. I swear to you, I was feeling so crappy last week. I replaced the furnace filter, and I feel so much better. Maybe placebo effect. I'm going to leave that out there, but um, it couldn't have hurt, right? What do they cost, like five bucks? Replace your furnace filters. Do it now. 
Uh, and also text your friends, not just about their furnace filters, but ch text your friends, period. We are living in such a difficult time. We got a president who won't leave the White House. We got a freaking coronavirus that won't leave our society. It's plaguing us. Um, lives are being lost. Jobs are being lost. People's lives are hanging in the balance. Give your friends a text. Mental health is not great right now. Let them know you care. Let them know you love them. Even just let them show them a dumbass video that you found on YouTube. Uh, you know, some kid like crashing into a pole like with his, you know, with his bike or something. If it makes you laugh, reach out to the people you love, even if you haven't talked to them in a while. Let them know. You know what, man? Crazy times. How you doing? And then just, you know, I try to text all my friends regularly. I think I do a pretty good job of it. It's one of my strengths. And I just recommend just pick it up as a habit. I think you'll see some uh, some benefit to your mental health. And uh, it might go a long way. Who knows? It's worth a shot, right? Um, I'm going to give a big thumbs down to cancer. Cancer. It's a disease. It sucks. Uh, it takes you down eventually. If you live long enough, you'll probably die of cancer. That's just how it goes. Some people die way too young. And that's true of a Canadian musician named Gord Downey. He's been dead for a couple years now. He had something called glabioblastoma. I'm going to have to call on my doctor friends, ask them if that's the correct pronunciation. Brain cancer. Uh, took him out pretty quickly, but he lived a, uh, a full life. Not a long life. He, uh, he died young. But he lived a full life. He produced so much good music. Uh, and one song that is particularly heavy-hitting to me as of late is a song called Trick Rider. It's, um, oh, is it beautiful. Here, I'm going to pull up some lyrics. Bear in mind, I'm typing. And uh, this might go over a minute, but I think it's worth it because they're just absolutely beautiful lyrics. You ready for this? Imagine there's a lullaby playing, beautiful music. My wild child, your night light's on. You're in the mild depths. The moon is on the lawn. Just make your friends while you're still young, before you can't see through anyone. Damn. Gord Downey. Another cancer victim died this week, and this episode is dedicated to Alex Trebek, host of Jeopardy for many decades, died 80 years old. Who among us doesn't fuck with Jeopardy? You know, Jeopardy, this show is like a cultural institution and it is one for a reason. You watch it, it is such a steadying force. I watch it with my wife sometimes. We, we throw on a, uh, throw on the Netflix, you know, just watch the Tournament of Champions or whatever. It's just such a pleasant way to wind down an evening. It's, it exists out of context, out of time almost. And I guess that's probably why this celebrity death hurts so much. Most of them kind of come and go, but... Like, Alex Trebek's a fixture in the American pop culture landscape. It seemed like he could never die, like he was invincible, always going to be there on our TVs. But it's not the case. Human life is fragile. You get cancer and you die. It's just how it goes. And, um, and for that reason, thank you, Alex Trebek, sharing your gifts with us for so many years. Uh, God, it was a pleasure watching the show. I hope they find another host who can uh, take the baton from you and run with it because you did a fantastic job and, uh, you know... That's about it. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about anything else. Thank you for tuning in to 20 and 20, the rapid fire review show from the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network. My name was Pat. I'm your host. I'll be back next week with 20 more reviews. In the meantime, I hope you have a great weekend. Please stay safe. Wear a mask. Keep your distance. 
stay inside, cancel your plans, watch a little Jeopardy on replay or uh, rerun in honor of the late Alex Trebek. Okay? Bye-bye. Catching fish for 